Hi, this is Dave Allen Grady, and you are listening to Beyond the God Box. Now, I know that many of you are wondering about, well, where has Dave been? If you listened to my last episode, you knew that I lost my voice for quite some time. And then, uh, with my day job as a, as a pastor, I have been uh, making sure that everything that needs to happen to be a digital church in the midst of this coronavirus outbreak uh, is in place. And so we've been doing a lot of that. Now that I have some time to uh, focus some more on this podcast, uh, I thought I would share this interview I did with Wellroot Family Services on spiritual practices during times of social distancing. I hope you enjoy. A couple of things is first thing, and it might not initially seem like this is a spiritual practice, but it has spiritual implications. And that is, is whatever kind of pattern you had prior to this time of social distancing, try to keep it up. That's everything from have a set waking up hour every day. Um, Maybe it is a little bit later, but uh, if you, Related to spiritual practices, you know, if you got up and the first thing you did was over your cup of coffee, you read your Bible, or you um, uh, were praying through the Psalms during Lent, continue with that. You know, those type of things that happened before this uh, pandemic, things that will sustain us through and be with us afterwards, that's important to know. Um, There's some other things related to that in terms of just kind of self-care, I think. That are important. You know, there is virtually no reason right now for many of us why we shouldn't be able to be able to get eight hours of sleep. And that's important for our souls, for our body, for our energy, but also for our health. Uh, Making sure you get enough rest is one of the biggest things you can do to keep your immune system up. Uh, Related to that is another kind of uh, spiritual thing is make sure that if you can, that you have places in your home for work if you're working from home. Have places for school if your kids are in school. Have them have a place where they're at school. They're not just lounging on the sofa with the TV on in the background while they're doing their schoolwork. Also, have places set aside maybe where this is the chair, maybe in the guest room where I go and where I read my Bible and I pray. You know, that kind of helps us have a sense of space in addition to time and patterning. Uh, For those of us that might be saying, well, you know, I've got this different season of life, but I don't have any spiritual disciplines. I've got a few to recommend. First of all, for those of us that are United Methodist, you know, in the back of our hymnal, uh, right past the wedding liturgy, uh, before you get to... uh, all the amens and the Lord's prayers and the confessions, there is a order of morning prayer and an order of evening prayer. If one of your struggles is you're having problems trying to have a fixed beginning point to your day and a fixed end point to your day, uh, maybe beginning that day with that set pattern of prayer that has been passed down through Methodism for several hundred years and even before that, of beginning and ending the day with prayer, uh, that might be helpful. Uh, If 
that's not your cup of tea. There's a little book that I recommend to folks a lot whenever uh, my parishioners come to me and say, Dave, I, you know, I need some help with learning how to pray. There's a little book. It is a lawyer in Memphis. Uh, he wrote a book that is a layperson's kind of reappropriation of the rule of St. Benedict. And it's a little book called Always Beginning Again. And you can find it. Uh, your local bookstore can order it for you or any of the online places usually have it too. If those set patterns are like, that's good, but I need something more, maybe take on the discipline of, of reading and praying through the Psalms. You know, I think one of the things about the Psalms that's important right now is that they represent the full breadth of human emotion. And in this time of social distancing, uh, we're coming into um, close contact with a lot of different feelings and emotions from uh, the joy and elation to seeing friends like when you're doing your afternoon walk to uh, being frustrated, angry, even depressed. And guess what? All of those emotions are there in the Psalms. And it's great to know that other people of faith have experienced these same type of feelings before. If you're looking for a couple of other suggestions, uh, you know, there's always the classics, you know, Teresa of Avila, uh, Thomas Merton. You know, a lot of people are reading Richard Rohr right now. Uh, one of the ones that I have rediscovered, it, it's beat up because I've read it so many times, is Don Sellier's book called The Soul and Paraphrase, Prayer and the Religious Affections. And this is a jewel of a book for this time right now, and I highly commend it to you. Brett, those are some personal recommendations. Also is, you know, if your church is not doing anything like with either establishing a prayer partner routine or your church is not setting up a Zoom call for a Sunday school class for 30, 40 minutes uh, on Sunday morning or one night of the week or what, or maybe even for over lunchtime, I really recommend those. Those touchstones are so important. Lastly, the, the last book I'd recommend is, some of you might even have this, and it's probably at your church, it's a little book called The Upper Room Worship Book. And there are many good uh, morning, midday, even nighttime before you go to sleep prayer. So if you are losing a sense of, I'm not sure what day it is, I'm sure what, not what time it is on a given day, ordering your day with a morning prayer, a midday prayer, an evening prayer, and then a nighttime prayer might be uh, just such a thing to help you kind of get hold of the rhythm of day and evening and then the next day. That's right. And I know a lot of these books, like the United Methodist Hymnal, if you don't have a copy at home, that's available digitally. You can purchase it, I believe, through um, Cokesbury and download a digital copy of that. Um, Not only that, Brett, but uh, if you go to the Ministry Matters website, it's one of the websites that's related to the United Methodist Publishing House. Mm -hmm. uh, they are producing some resources of uh, patterns of morning and evening prayer, patterns of... Um, prayer for each week during Holy Week this next week. Mm. And uh, what I'm doing with my congregation is I am emailing that uh, evening prayer service out for next week. And I'm also, for my few folks who do not have email, I'm mailing it out to them so that they will have a way for so that even though we cannot be together, we're still praying together. 
That's great. That, that, that connection that just, even though we're apart, finding those ways to connect and then go further in our spiritual disciplines during this time. Mm-hmm. Next week mm-hmm. is Holy Week. And maybe if you haven't been keeping up with a Lenten practice because of everything going on, maybe Holy Week's a great time to start something new and get reconnected during the social distancing. Yep, that's right. One of the things that I have seen some churches recommend for this Sunday is maybe you don't have palm trees in your backyard, but you do have something green, I bet you, and put something green on your front door as a sign of a new life. But another one is kind of echoing the Tenebrae service that a lot of congregations do on Good Friday is to... um, during the evening, you know, put it out before you go to bed, but during the evening, maybe put a candle in your window uh, so that anybody driving by or walking by can see light in the midst of darkness. That's great. That's great. Or if you have some of those um, electric candles from Christmas <laughs> still, pop one of those up. Have you seen anybody in your neighborhoods, Brett, who have put their Christmas lights back up? I know you're a Christmas fan. I am a big Christmas fan, and I have. I have seen people in my neighborhood who have put it up, and I'm tempted to do the same. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's another little fun thing you can do to just remind yourself and ground yourself in your faith during this time is relive a little bit of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So. Both, both. It reminds us of the times when we would get together and, you know, hug each other at Christmas or, or exchange gifts and have merriment, but it also helps us begin to submit some things in our head for once this is over. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it will be. It will be over eventually. <laughs> eventually. All right, Dave. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today. And again, Dave uh, is a pastor in the North Georgia Conference of the United Methodist Church. He's currently at Christ UMC in Roswell. If you maybe your church isn't live streaming and you're looking for someplace to hang out with Holy Week, uh, check them out on Facebook, Christ UMC Roswell. And um, they'll pop right up and you'll see Dave's shining face uh, for live stream sermons. Thank you again, Dave. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Have a great day. You do the same. Well, what did you learn? Did you hear something new? Did you hear something that you thought you were doing right and then it's just confirmed that you are? I'd love to hear about it. You can always reach out to me at beyondthegodbox.com. You can also find me at DaveAG on Twitter. If you'd like to find out more about the ministry of Wellroot Family Services and what they do to support children and families that are living with trauma, you can find them at wellroot.org. Again, that's wellroot.org, and I will put a link in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you soon. I hope y'all are taking care of each other and staying healthy. God bless you.